back to Buckeyes of Maryland. Man, it has been a whirlwind of a week. Uh, we didn't have an episode this past week. Uh, missed a couple of things. You know, Halloween, holidays, stuff like that. You know, there's just there's just been so much going on. So we're back with another episode. Good to be back on air with my good friend Chris. I uh, know John this time, but nonetheless. We'll go ahead and kick things off. Should be a good episode. Uh, quarterback spotlight. I mean, there's just so much to talk about in regards to the up and down season that some of these quarterbacks are having. So we'll go ahead and get to number one off the list. Um, I hate to talk about it already, but can't help myself. Carson Wentz. Carson has completed 178 of 305 attempts. That's good for 58%. Uh, a little over 1,800 yards. He's thrown 12 touchdowns, but he's also thrown 12 interceptions. <laughs> uh, you can add five rushing touchdowns to that total as well. I, Chris, man, I don't really know what to make of Carson's up and down season. It's like I've... I've tried to explain to a lot of people and tried to rationalize it as he's just trying to do too much. But everybody who I talk to about this just tells me the same thing. You, it's the, the turnovers are inexcusable and Carson is not a good quarterback. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? Why do you think his season's been so up and down? Uh, I mean, he have his, all his receivers are always coming off the injury reserve and losing running backs. Losing tight end, I mean, one of your tight ends might be leaving for contract situations, but I don't know. Carson looked like Jameson. <laughs> not looking good. You might just want to throw in Hurts now where you have the chance. Whew. Oh, man, that's a that's, – see, that's a tough – and that right there is what I've heard from some people. Uh, you haven't been as harsh, but a lot of people are saying, why not turn it over to Hurts with the way the division is and let him develop. Uh, I know John's even said the same thing from time to time, but uh, the way I see it, you know, we've seen Carson at his best be nearly MVP level. Um, Had he not gotten hurt in 2017, he probably would have beat Tom Brady for that. Right. But that's, that was three years ago. Um, You know, that was a Super Bowl season. It was magical run. Um, Who knows if Philadelphia ever see another Super Bowl. So I'm definitely a, very appreciative of his role in that, although he didn't play in the game or the, you know, the playoffs, he was the one who, who got us there. Ultimately, uh, he was just a key cog during the regular season before Nick Foles took over. Um, so we've seen him at his best. That That's his ceiling. As far as we've seen this season appears to be his, his, uh, his floor. Um, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And yes, a lot of that can be blamed upon the lack of, uh, lack of familiarity with the targets these, these had, although he has started to form a nice relationship, uh, with Travis Fulgham, who's, who's looking like a stud right now, potentially a number one, uh, receiver type who could probably, push Alshon Jeffrey out the door once, you know, his contract allows us to. Same thing with, with uh, Jalen Rager and 
Deshaun Jackson. You know, he was ultimately drafted as his replacement, so that was kind of the natural progression of things. But uh, we're we're just gonna have to see how how these things kind of play out towards the the finish of the season. I mean, we're already halfway into it. Philadelphia, by the grace of God, or <laughs> I don't know how else to put this, but at three, four, and one, Philly leading the division. So we still we still have a shot at the playoffs, even with how bad we have played. So we'll have to kind of see how things play out. So that that's Carson. I don't think that he is as bad as a lot of people are making him seem, but he definitely isn't living up to that big money contract he just got over uh, a little older, a little under two years ago. So he's 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 got to stop with these maddening interceptions. You know, the one last week in Dallas, we actually threw two, but one of them was just egregiously bad. He he threw it right in the end zone to. Trevon Diggs of the Cowboys. Just terrible. Uh, that's Carson. I'm, you know, he he's my quarterback right now until until otherwise. Another quarterback who uh, he just can't seem to get right. I don't know if it's just because he, he hadn't had a lot of time during this offseason to kind of get a hold of the playbook or, you know, get some type of familiarity with the offense. It's being run, but I'm referring to Cam Newton. Cam Newton has thrown two touchdowns to seven interceptions on the season. I mean, yes, he's rushed for six touchdowns as well, but really, come on, Chris. Two touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, who who is he going to throw the ball to? <laughs> I, know you, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I have uh, no dominant receiver. My top, my used to be my top receiver. Used to be always open was, you know, Edelman, and he's probably gone for a few years. And that's that's it. We might get rid of him. Hall of Fame what. Julian Edelman. Hey, he <laughs> might be out. To, he might be out. He might be out of the season. So I don't know. We brought we brought in some weapons. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad right now in New England, and I don't even know if I can put the blame on Cam Newton. I mean, he. He really does seem like he's doing everything he can. Although he did give that game away against Buffalo, oh, uh, but but one could argue he put them in the position to get there in the first place, uh, to to be able to tie or win the game. So I can't put a lot of the blame. I, I'll probably go about twenty five percent to seventy five percent New England, and I'm you know just as well as I do. I this isn't happening for no reason. This is orchestrated. If you're asking me, I, Bill Belichick wants to wants to tank and he wants to reboot. So, you know, regardless if Cam Newton returns next season or not, they are, in my in my opinion, they're they're trying to get one of those top quarterbacks this in this upcoming draft. They're, I mean, look at their record right now; they're two and five. They're they're right down there. I think they're in the top ten in the draft in terms of draft order. So. If things continue to pan out the way they have so far, they're going to be trending in that direction. Um, they're not out of the divisional race yet. I mean, you're looking at Miami and Buffalo, but I mean, those two teams are, you know, they're not dominating right now. 
So it, there's still time for New England to catch up in the division. But in order for that to happen, you're going to need to see more production out of Cam regardless of the weapons around him. And I know you all just traded for Isaiah Ford. <laughs> that, that was your big acquisition at the trade deadline. But uh, it got us around this man with more talent. And who knows, like I said, if he's going to come back next season. Um, honestly, I don't think he does. But if he does manage to, they're going to have to find a way to get him a weapon or two. And I'm sure you've heard this by now, Chris, but interesting rumor floated out there that Odell, he might be in New England next season. I mean, I can only hope. But to the, you know, to get on the topic about Cam coming back, I think Cam has no choice but to come back. This year was supposed to be his year that he showcased the teams like none of you guys picked me up and I had to fall down to New England and you guys should all feel my wrath. Now <laughs> all 31 teams are laughing at him like he a joke like, yeah, thank God we didn't get you. He was a waste of time. So he's on a, a minimum deal right now to my understanding. You think he signs – you think he's willing to sign another minimum contract, another prove it deal, or do you do you think really this is it for him? Like he has no choice to sign. I, uh, I think he has he has no choice but to resign and prove himself because it ain't looking good this year. Look at listen, he had a fall down to New England. There was thirty one other teams in the NFL. Some of them didn't need a quarterback. Okay, let's be honest, but some did need a quarterback. And they went the other route and picked them nobodies. Uh, so look, look at Washington. Washington could have used them. And they was like, nope. Hell, man. I mean, look at the 49ers. I, arguably, if you throw Cam Newton on that 49ers, uh, 49ers team, I think he gets more done with them than he does New England right now just because I think they have a little bit more to work with. But, um, I mean, you might be right. He might not have a choice and. Um, he might be fighting for his football career right now to, you know, if we're going to continue along those lines, he, he might very well be playing for his next, well, obviously we know he's playing for his next contract, but he might be playing to stay in the NFL period. So he's, he's got to start playing a little bit better. His numbers on the year, 103 up 156, um, you know, for 66%. Uh, as I mentioned, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. And we know that he's a threat on the ground, but you got to clean the turnovers up and you got to just make sure that you're producing when the time counts. As in case in point, that game against Buffalo, he had the game in his hands. And I truly believe had he not fumbled, y'all would have won that game. Yeah, yeah, I believe it too. I don't think I don't think they would have gone down with a field goal. I think they would have went right down to Buffalo's throat and ran it in behind Cam. Um, I, I'm really pulling for him. I, I really do. I I think that uh, he didn't deserve the <laughs> yeah to wait as long as he did, and I think he's better than than he's playing right now. And same thing I think about Wentz. I just think he's trying too hard right now. Uh. I mean, we we can go to the other spectrum because <laughs> I'm t- I'm tired of talking about some uh, miserable quarterback season. Let's let's talk about Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the X. 
Tom Brady, the ex New England Patriot, 204, 300, uh, 308 attempts. That's good for 66.2%. Guy's thrown 20 touchdowns to only four interceptions, and he's looking like a complete Madden, just cheat code right now with the Bucks. I mean, yes. He uh, he has a bevy of weapons compared to what he did in New England, but I mean, what's Tom Brady? Forty three, yeah, forty three, forty three, and he's playing this way. He's arguably in the discussion for MVP in his age forty three season. That's insane. So I mean, look at the Bucks. Look look at where we stand with them. What I think they're five and two, six and two, one of those. Are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Um, yeah, honestly, they are. Because look what, look what they have on their offense. You know what I mean? Their defense is pretty, you know, decent. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll find out Sunday, uh, you know, Antonio Brown. What? Let's see what he does, you know, coming off his, uh, you know, half a season, eight weeks of suspension. And who do you go to? The Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, and you join Tom Brady. So, that, that's. I don't, I, listen, the Saints are a good team. Always been have a, been a good team in my eyes for a lot of years. But boy, oh boy, that that defense coordinator is gonna pull his hair out. Yeah, they they've so many weapons. I don't know if I think Chris Godwin got cleared to play. You know. We know they have Mike Evans. They have Gronkowski looking a lot better. They have Scotty Miller, who's looking like a Danny Amendola out there. You know, maybe the new Julian Edelman. Uh, so it's just interesting. Oh, you know, that's not even to mention O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait, who, you know, O.J.'s hurt. But, you know, they, they just have so many weapons. And I don't think Tom has had this many weapons ever in his career. I mean, yes, he had. This is a guy who's played with Randy Moss. Uh, you know, Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. There's just, you know, Deion Branch. There's been a lot of different players that he's had the opportunity to play with over his time in the NFL. And I truly believe he has never had this amount of talent around him. And that's just in the receiving room. Um, you know, you go to the ground game, you have Winner from that. You have Ronald Jones, who's looking like a top, uh, top 15 running back. So, Tom Brady, I'm not willing to commit to saying the Buccaneers are a Super Bowl contender just yet because I really have to see them in this rematch. They got beaten that, that first round, but uh, we'll, we'll see how they respond. I think it was kind of cruel how they got the, the schedule makers kind of threw Tom Brady to the Wolves in a divisional matchup in his first game uh, this <laughs> season. So, that I mean, that was pretty messed up, but. We'll see what, what what kind of resolve he has. Um, he, he appears to have single-handedly turned the culture around it in, in Tampa Bay. I mean, yes, Jameis Winston, you know, statistically was, if you're talking just about the touchdowns, he was awesome. But, I mean, he also threw over 30 interceptions last season too, which is unheard of. I mean, they air it out down there. It seems like a fun place to play. I mean, if I was a player right now, I'd love to play in Tampa Bay. I don't know about you. I would too. Don't get me wrong. I love my patch. But listen, 
Yeah, it's cold in New England. It's hot in Florida, baby. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how much I hate Tom Brady, but I would love to play for the the uh, the Buccaneers. They just they seem like they have a lot of fun, especially on offense, and they have a pretty but, good defense too. Yeah, but let me put this. Let me put the icing on the cake. Let me tell you why Tampa Bay won't go to the Super Bowl. They are Super Bowl contenders, but let me tell you why. It's fate because the Super Bowl is in Tampa this year, and it's Ooh. never been a team that has played a Super Bowl in their house. Good point. Good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, yeah, they they got their work cut out for them, and I'm right there with you. I'm not ready to name them a contender just yet. I got to see them win this game, and they they got some powerhouses to to get through in order to even get there, so... I mean, you look at other teams in the NFC, you know, the Seahawks, although their defense is atrocious, Russell Wilson is uh, is the favorite right now still to win the MVP. So they're, they're doing big things there with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and company. So they're definitely airing it out with Russ. And that's one team that could potentially pose a threat to the uh, the Bucks. Another is Green Bay. I mean, yeah, they kind of the Green Bay did lay a dud <laughs> in that matchup, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you just look at the 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 wallop they just gave a very depleted 49ers team. I mean, yeah, they they pretty much are playing with practice squad players, but it's still no joke for Aaron Rodgers to come out and play the way he did uh, yesterday. So that's another team that really really stands in their way. But uh, yeah, Tom Brady, man, he. I hope he doesn't get another MVP because you know how much I don't like Tom Brady. But if he keeps <laughs> playing this way, he definitely will get there. So we'll have to see with that. Another quarterback on this uh, kind of teeter-totter type season is Baker Mayfield, man. I don't even know what to make of him. 137, 223 attempts. He's completed 61% of his passes, 1,500 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Now, if I read those stats off to you without naming Baker Mayfield, would you think that person was having a good season? Uh, no, they had a mediocre season. Okay. So, I mean, that's I'm, I'm right there with you. 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's not bad, but it's not great either. And you consider, you know, even before Odell went down, the multitude of weapons they have there in Cleveland, even still without Odell. I mean, you still have Jarvis Landry, who is a pretty good receiver in his own right. And you have a pretty good one-two punch of Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt. And although Chubb is hurt, he will come back. Uh, you have... Higgins, who's who's an up and coming, promising receiver. You, you just signed Austin Hooper this season. You have David Njoku still. So I mean, they're they're not without weapons yet. Baker is looking like a game manager, and if that's his ceiling, I mean, we've seen worse. But from a number one overall pick, that's not what you hope to see. You know, with this amount of talent around him, and it's kind of the same. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. You tell me. I'm looking at Baker, and I kind of see the same type of thing going on in San Francisco with Jimmy G, dude. And I know y'all, you know, the the Patriots drafted Jimmy G and, you know, kind of molded him. He got to play under Brady, and 
you know, Belichick sh- uh, shipped him out whenever, you know, he saw some the good compensation they could get for him. But I'm seeing the same kind of trends happen with him as I am with Baker in regards to their play style. I think, you know, even though the Niners were in the Super Bowl last season, I think they were honestly held back more by Jimmy G than, uh, than, than most people think. They had last season, they had an, uh, an astoundingly good defense and a pretty deep offense, too. I mean, you talk about George Kittle um, being one of the top three tight ends in football, uh, Raheem Mostert, who had a historic run through the playoffs, you know, and a few others, you know, I won't mention, but I think that Jimmy G is holding them back. And I think the same thing about Baker. I mean, I hate to say this again, you know, I, we, we talked about swapping Cam, you know, I, if you throw Cam in the Browns offense, what do you think he's doing? Uh, if I, throw Cam, I, I mean, if, you know, if, you know, Chubb and, uh, you know, Odell didn't get hurt, I think Cam have one hell of a season right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you throw Cam in this offense with the Browns and the weapons they have, even without Odell, I think he has a pro bowl season. At the at the very least, I mean, he's not going to be MVP again. He's not getting up to those numbers, but I think he definitely has mm-hmm. a Pro Bowl caliber season. I think we've seen the last of that Cam, but um, I definitely think that he could definitely be an upgrade over somebody like Baker Mayfield. And the Browns, they have big decisions to make. They they need to figure out if they're going to pick up his fifth year option. That's a big deal. I mean, as a number one overall pick, it's just. You would just think that Baker would be lighting things up, but he's not. I mean, yes, they, they play in a very tough division, probably the best division in football right now, but no excuse. So if I'm a betting man, I would say that if Baker is good enough to get them into the playoffs this season, and that's a position the Browns haven't been in. In a very long time. I think we're talking about 18 years since their last playoff appearance. I think they're going to reward them with the contract. Um, I mean, we've seen what happens with with this type of situation where the team doesn't want to really pay out for the quarterback and then something bad happens. I mean, we just saw it with Dak and the Cowboys. And look how that's turning out for all parties. I think Dak's... Um, Dak's value is inflating right now and we we all see why and we don't want the same situation to play out with cleveland and baker but it you know it's just gonna all come down to how baker finishes this season because if they are able to make it to the playoffs i don't think there's any doubt in in anybody's mind that they're going to pay him. But if they somehow at five and three right now, if they miss the playoffs this season, I think they seriously have to consider replacing Baker. That's just me. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do agree with you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know Baker, you know, neither of us know Baker. He seems like a pretty cool guy, but he, he just, he has a lot going on right now. He puts a big target on his back with all the commercials he does and, and you know, things like that. And if you've watched any of his post-game interviews, he's not doing himself any favors either. But 
I'll, I'm pulling for him legitimately. I have nothing against Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying, as somebody who likes to see the Browns do well, if they miss the playoffs this season, you know where all of that blame is going. It's going straight to Mayfield, and it might be deservedly so. So that's Baker Mayfield. You know, hopefully the Browns make it in the playoffs. My prediction for them probably at this point is mm, 10 and 6. I don't want to lean into 9 and 7 because I'm tired of them missing the playoffs. So I'll go 10 and 6. And with the playoffs currently being seven teams, I think they have a good chance of making it. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, man. They are on their fourth string quarterback. Cooper Rush. Do you know who that is? Uh, I, I've seen him a few times, a couple of years. <laughs> well, you might be the only one in America who's familiar with Cooper Rush because I have not watched any of his games. I know he was a pretty good player in college, apparently, and he's you know made some peer appearances in the last couple of preseasons, plural. Um, but they're down to their fourth string quarterback. This is a travesty. I mean, they lose Dak Prescott in terrifying fashion. They lose Andy Dolan to a concussion, and then now he's on the COVID list. They play Ben DiNucci, who just looked pretty bad against Philadelphia, so they benched him. And now they're going to trot out Cooper Rush, who... Like I said, almost nobody in America is familiar with that name. I don't know if that's a good thing. It could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing. You never know because the less game film they have on you, the less they'll be able to scheme for you. But to me, it does not matter who else they trot out there unless it's Dak Prescott. They're just not going to be successful. The other guy that they have is their fifth string quarterback, Garrett Gilbert. Not sure if you're familiar with that name either, but but they're they're literally pulling guys off the practice squad now. Listen, they're they desperate right now, and sorry to tell them cowboy fans out there if you're listening, um, your ass is going home <laughs> in in January to so get your couch ready because there's no playoffs for you guys. Bro, um, you could go play quarterback no, right now. <laughs> I mean, it's- listen. I'm only five four or five pushing five five. I'm not getting to see over the line, so uh, let's not do that. Um, so it's over. Even though you guys are in a crappy division right now in the NFC East, I think the Eagles take it all the way. They have more weapons, and everybody's getting healthy for them. So it's it's over for Dallas. You guys at the beginning of the season, you guys were you know projected to win the, the, the division. So. It's over. Bye-bye, Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, um, Cowboys are probably going to finish top five, let's be honest. They'll be in the running for one of Justin Fields or Trey Lance or maybe even Zach Wilson out of BYU. They'll be in the running for a top quarterback. And my prediction, honestly, man, is I think they tag Dak for the one season. I think they draft Dak's replacement. And let's just put a name out there. Hypothetically, I think they draft Justin Fields out of Ohio State. I think that would be a terrific pickup for them. Um, 
I mean, he's he's very similar to Dak man, in a lot of ways. But uh, that that's my prediction. I think they draft Justin Fields. They tag Dak, let Dak heal up. You know, we'll have to see if Dak actually plays next season or if he's traded. But that that's my prediction. I think they roll out a new quarterback entirely. If Jerry Jones can find a way to get a quarterback on a rookie scale deal with the roster that they have in place and the with how the current trend is with teams winning the Super Bowl with their starting quarterback on their rookie scale deal still, I think the uh the smartest thing for do uh, to do for Jerry in regards to finances is to do that. That's just to tag Dak and draft his replacement and let Dak walk this season after. I think that's what ends up happening, to be honest. I mean, we'll have to see. <laughs> I mean, it can't get any worse than Cooper Rush, the fourth string quarterback. So whew, man, what a doozy. Uh the last quarterback that we'll talk about in our evaluation, our breakdown is Tua, man. I mean, there honestly, there's not a lot to talk about. I didn't even know if I wanted to talk about Tua in this segment just because he looked – there's no way that you can judge him off of his first start. I mean, yeah, he did throw a touchdown. He got his first NFL touchdown. Uh, I believe it was to Devontae Parker. But he was <sighs> – he was aided by almost every other phase of the team. Special teams helped out. Defense definitely did their thing. Uh, Miami's defense is sneakily good, man. I don't know if you've watched any of their games. Yeah, it's because they stole half the Patriots uh, defensive players. <laughs> yeah, what do they got? Well, I mean, they stole a Patriots coach, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, to a... Like you said, it's hard to, you know, grade him and see how good he did. I mean, the best play he had, okay, I mean, besides the touchdown, yeah, it's always good to get a touchdown. But he had a 15-yard pass, and that was, like, the best thing. That was it. That was the best pass he threw all game was a 15-yard pass. And that's sad. (laughs) You're talking about grading a quarterback in his first start. I mean, how lucky did he get, man, to win that game the way they did? Yeah, and against the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams aren't slouches, and they, but they definitely got their asses kicked in that game. And it was honestly, Tua had nothing to do with it. So it's really impossible to grade him. But I think he's got a bright future. They just there's a crazy rumor floating out there right now that if he doesn't perform well down the stretch, that they can potentially look at replacing him. And that's not good for his confidence, but. I mean, it'd be a shame for for that to happen. I mean, they wait until what was it, week seven, week eight, to get him in there to to even entertain trading him or you know letting him go. But uh, yeah, that that that's too. I I think very highly of him. I think if he gotten hadn't gotten hurt in his last season at Alabama, I think that he probably would have went number one over Joe Burrow. But we'll never know. Whew. Man, it's just a roller coaster, roller coaster of emotions when you're talking about today's NFL quarterbacks. It's just You go from one spectrum, one end of the spectrum to the other. So moving on, 
we'll go to one of my favorite segments and that is say it with your chest and that is just something that we love to do on this show anything any anytime gets on our nerves anytime we need to get something off our chest this is where we like to do it at here on Buckeyes in Maryland and man it's it's been a long long week so for me I'll just tell it to you straight up dude I feel like I am you know I'm I'm in work right now working remotely I'm also doing school and you know with the baby I mean you know this you have a newborn well not necessarily newborn anymore but you have a baby nonetheless <laughs> dude it is it, it can burn you out so fast and I know you went through school you know you got your associates and whatnot I believe and you can burn out just so fast doing this so there's just there's just times when I catch myself just drifting off, zoning out when I have winter, and I try not to because every minute that I get to spend with her is like it's magnified because I don't get to spend a lot of time during the day with her. So I like I'll be zoning out, dude, and I don't even mean to. So I gotta snap myself back into reality every now and then. So that's. <sighs> I don't I'm just trying to figure out new ways to do that at this point right now because usually I'll get I'll get off work and I'll get myself some coffee or something but just ain't working anymore I'm burning out (laughs) uh you need a vacation shit I'll be (laughs) who you telling I'm yep I'm right there man uh uh one thing I can, yeah, it does bring you out, you know, you're in school and work and, you know, I started college a lot earlier, right after high school. So I didn't have no kids, but I work now and I get home, I hang out with Tristan and I'm tired as hell too. I'm like, and this kid is like, like he sees me, he hype, he hype, he ready to play, he ready to (laughs) fight run around like my son's starting to stand up and want to take steps right now yeah i saw pictures so, that he's like standing up inside his pack and play now and pulling himself up yeah and uh like he 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 can't crawl but he like army crawls and pulls himself or he'll get like in a frog stance and like almost trying to duck walk <laughs> yeah he gonna be doing it too man. so so I'm like, I'll break a hip trying to catch him. You're getting old out here. But um, I feel you. I feel your pain. But what I want to get off my chest is this motherfucking election. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I try not to be political, man. But right. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not, it's okay. I, listen, I had nothing against the Trump. election. Go ahead. I got nothing against this Trump and Biden thing. But listen, I know people who can count faster than these people count you know these votes jesus yeah Christ. Nevada, man. i already got Nevada, the election done jesus listen guys i i can count okay you should have just gave me the goddamn votes and i just would have counted damn i don't care who wins no more <laughs> i never did who truly did but jesus just wanted to be over everybody yeah, just pick somebody. Damn, just pick somebody to fuck us. All right, that's all we're doing. Is 
to pick somebody. Yeah. We got a racist president, and then we got one who's going to destroy us in taxes. So, and our money. So, we're both fucked. So, it didn't matter. Um, but one thing I did find funny in this election, people here in Ohio, proof, I have proof. I had people saying, go blue, and they're big Ohio State fans. What? For Michigan. They were like, Michigan, go blue. I was like, you you guys better be saying this shit in December. Nah, man. I mean, I got Ohio I got Ohio State fans saying go blue for Michigan for Biden. Holy moly. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. So I better hear this. So I didn't really have nothing to say off my chest besides the selection, but I thought it was funny that Ohio State fans were saying go blue for Biden to win Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a. Uh, I'm pretty sure Trump got Michigan the last time around in 2016, but it's. It's just been kind of a flip-flop with a lot of these states in this election. It's it's a headache to keep up with right now just because of the, the votes being counted up, like you said, especially in uh, Pennsylvania. But, I mean, in any other election when there weren't a lot of mail-in ballots, we would have already known who would have been president by now. But, shit, man, we ain't going to know until next week with the way this shit's going. <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> that's that's say with your chest. You know, this it's our segment to vent on here. Anybody who's listened to the show knows that uh, that's exactly what we do is vent. So say it with your chest. Uh, all right, moving back to sports. <sighs> Panic meter, man. What? How? On a scale of one to ten, how fearful of you are you of the Patriots missing the playoffs? Oh, I'm a. I'm at an eight. Listen, two and five. I'm not uh, eight as in I'm about to start just start watching the Patriots play because they're like low key pissing me off. Defense can't tackle. Cam is fumbling, turning the ball over. Nobody can catch. All my tight ends again on IR. I'm losing everybody. Beginning what beginning of the year, I lost eight plus people because people opted out, and I understand family and stuff. But damn, can we can we win some games? <laughs> you no, know, I honestly we, forgot about all the opt outs you guys had this year, and and that that's really seriously, dude. I forgot about how many opt outs you guys had. I think what uh, the only one that comes to mind right now is is Patrick Chung. I know you guys had a lot more than that, but that it's really the defense. It's the defense is really what has been hurting because of that. And there's a lot of good players. I don't know. Maybe you know more than I do. I can't remember the exact list of players that opted out, but I know it's definitely starting to starting to hurt. Yeah, it was some people I didn't really care about if you opted out, but then it was like some people like we got Marquis Lee, who's a pretty good mm-hmm. receiver, opted out. Patrick Chung opted out. Our top defensive captain and Dante Hightower. Now that's that's the big one. That, that yeah, that's me. that's the big one. That broke me. I almost cried. You guys would have been a completely different defense had that happened. That that one I definitely forgot about, but it's definitely being felt. And then we and then also Marquis uh Marcus Cano, Marquis Cannon, forgot to say his first name, but our right mm-hmm. tackle. So he opted out too, so 
And then that's what we're struggling to is protecting Cam. So I'm like, it is what it is this year. So COVID messed everything up. So I blame COVID for the season. <laughs> I mean, you have a built-in excuse for sure. Even your starting quarterback had COVID at one point. So, um, yeah. Chris says an eight for the Patriots. So they're two and five right now. What's going to be the record at the end of the season? Six, Six and ten. ten. Okay, so you think they're capable of winning four more games? I definitely. That's still possible. You guys still got some divisional games. Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, but uh, six and ten. All right, we'll go with that. All right. So on the flip flop, I'm an Eagles fan. We are three, four, and one right now. We do lead the division, so that got, that's got to count for something. Somebody's got to win the division, as a wise man once said. Somebody has to win it. But I've expressed this multiple times on this show. I don't know if I really want Philadelphia to make the playoffs and get smacked around in a home playoff game. Now, I've heard some people say that, you know, Philadelphia gets healthy, and I've kind of been a proponent of this to myself. If Philadelphia gets healthy down the stretch, they could potentially still be a dangerous team. So I, I can't rule them out, but... I'm at a crossroads right now. I got to see them string together at least like a, a two to three game stretch outside of a divisional game because the last two games have been against divisional opponents. We barely scraped by New York. We should have lost that game and we probably would have lost it had Evan Ingram actually called the pass and uh, Mr. Danny stumbles, not uh, stumbling around. Uh, we shouldn't have won that game, but we did. And we we beat Dallas when we were down in that game. We might have lost that one had Fletcher Cox not stepped up and uh, sniffed out that that trick play. But that's that's against two bad, two horrible divisional opponents. I got to see Philly beat somebody outside of the division, and I got to see them do it convincingly for me to say, okay, you know what, I'll I'll go ahead and be okay with making the playoffs and. You know, facing somebody like uh, you know whoever comes out of the the NFC South as a wild card. You know, be I would hate to face the Saints or you know the the Bucks in the playoffs in a home playoff game because you just know he'd probably get annihilated. So, well, yeah, I mean, if if you guys you know win the division, I mean, you guys would get four fourth or third place mm. or whatever and then you guys will have to play what i don't know how they structure it. the I fifth place um philadelphia what is it the, the four divisional teams the one with the worst record is the four seed right so yeah, yeah i think we would technically play the fifth seed but i don't know the seventh seed plays the second seed right oh yeah yeah so you're right yeah you're right so we would play we would play the fifth seed so right now, if the season was to end, okay, so I'm right. So the season ends right now, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. right now. You guys are healthy. You guys will play the Arizona Cardinals. How do you? 
I don't know, dude. I mean, you saw what they did to Seattle, and Seattle is a top five team, even with how bad their defense is, just because of Russell Wilson. So they were able to pull that game out, and they were able to put up points. Uh, Philadelphia's defense been like a little underrated this season. It's been it hasn't been that bad, considering the positions that the offense, you know, namely Carson Wentz, has put them in. But you're talking about keeping up with Kyler Murray. I just don't see it happening. I think. Kyler Murray and Carter's yeah. coming to town. They're going to whoop our ass. Yeah, because it could be opposite, too. You know, because um, I, I think one of those two teams, Seattle or, or you know, the Cardinals are going to be in the fifth seed. So, I mean, you can play Seattle, and that can still be bad for you. I remember last time Seattle was in the up in Philly in the uh, playoff game, and it looked so hot for you. We, you. You know how I feel about that. Carson not gotten put out the game by un... Uh, a, a, a very bad hit by Jadavion Clowney. I think Philadelphia wins that game. I mean, they still almost beat Seattle with Josh McCown. So, I don't know. But, yes, Seattle this season, I want to see them. I want to see them or uh, or the Cardinals. They will both smack us right now. Same <laughs> thing I think they would do to the Patriots. They would just kick all of our asses. So, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm a, I'm about a five right now. If Philadelphia somehow manages to string together some wins, that'll drop down probably to a two or three. But we'll just have to kind of see how things go. I think I think Philadelphia wins the division. So I'm not panicking. Uh, man, we're just in a world of hurt with our teams right now, bro. Yes. Trade deadline. Just a very uneventful trade deadline this season. I think the biggest move was Avery Williamson, you know, the Jets going to the Steelers. And I think in that deal, the Jets got a fifth round pick in 2022 from the Steelers. Man. I think in return, I think the Steelers got Williamson in the seventh. I think that was the breakdown of the trade. How are you familiar with Williamson? Yeah, he's a decent player for the Jets. Um, I didn't see that trade coming though. Um, I, I knew he was on the block, but I didn't think he would be going to to, to Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that. Um, he interesting little nugget. He goes from a winless team. <laughs> to an undefeated team. So you got to love that. <laughs> I mean, he gets to play for the the one of the top two teams in the league right now. And you know how harsh I've been on Big Ben. But uh, they, they, they look pretty unbeatable. Well, no, I'm not going to say unbeatable because I really think there are a few, maybe one or two turnovers from Lamar away from losing to the Ravens. But... This pick just makes them better. Uh, well, this trade makes them better, rather. Avery Williams is a very good player who played for a very bad team. So you got to think, man. I, nobody who plays for the Jets right now actually wants to play for the Jets. It's just like it's like being in purgatory. <laughs> you're just you're you're playing in the NFL, but you're playing for the NFL's worst team. So and. And that's why we got to play the Jets Monday night. Y'all going to win that game? 
man, I, I probably should just uh, the, the whole season canceled. Just, just everybody just catch COVID and just I'll cut the Patriots off. That. Like, we'll check back in. We're gonna check back in after that. We're gonna see if we need to put you in some type of counseling after that game. Oh man, yeah, they, they should win that game. But I mean, it's a divisional game. Divisional games are always a toss up, if you ask me. But now that that Avery Williamson going to the uh, going to the Steelers from the Jets is a very good pickup for them, and it didn't cost them that much. Uh, another one was uh, Desmond King. He went from the Chargers to the Titans, and I mean, we know that the Chargers have a pretty good defense. So I'm just I'm curious to know if Tennessee just gave them an offer they couldn't refuse, or if Desmond King was uh, kind of edged out of Los Angeles because I'm I'm curious to know why they would want to. I mean, either way, Desmond's probably going to wind up in the playoffs because Tennessee is a very good team, and uh, you know the Chargers. They have found their quarterback of the future, but they weren't going anywhere this season. I mean, they have too many good teams in their division, and they can't find ways to close out. So my line of thought is that Desmond King probably asked for a trade. I don't know enough about it. I didn't I didn't seriously get to look at this trade, but that's that's my opinion on it. Uh, you know, that's that's another one. So Avery Williamson to the Steelers, Desmond King to the Titans. And the last one that I referred to, the last big name one that I referred to earlier was Isaiah Ford going to the uh, the Patriots. You know who Isaiah Ford is? Yeah, a little. I mean, he's not little. He's 6'2". He got some boys like what, 205, yeah. I think. Um uh, I guess I've never truly seen him play, but from what I heard, he has, you know, he's a little quick and he's good in the slot. So, you know, Edelman gone, um, maybe we can, he can be the next Edelman for us or something. Somebody who could be open and catch. Key word of the t- today is catch the damn ball. <laughs> Are you sure it shouldn't be don't fumble the ball? I mean, you saw what happened to Cam. I mean, yeah, that too, but. Cam, listen, Cam's on a whole different island. Listen, Cam is too damn big to be fumbling the ball. He's he's the biggest, not saying tall, or whatever. It's like just muscle. Out of mm-hmm. all the quarterbacks, he's a freaking nature. Listen, listen, he should be trucking people. Them little ass corners should be getting trucked. I mean, he was doing that earlier in his career. It's just. I think that he has gotten over time. I'm not going to say more frail or fragile, but I will say that he doesn't display the same like burst and that he used to. And I, you know, that comes with age as, you know, as quarterbacks age, they stop taking as many, you know, chances with the football and, you know, they generally lose a little bit of their speed. And I think we're seeing that with Cam, but Cam still can be a highly productive player, but I mean, you're right. You got to catch the ball. He's got to have somebody to catch. I mean, I get it. You know, we'll come with age. You slow down. But that's still not an excuse because, look, the first game of the season, we were doing great. We, second game, we lost to Seattle. Seattle almost, we yeah, almost beat Seattle. Looking good. 
people are saying Cam Newton can maybe be maybe run for and you know MVP. We play the Raiders. He does a good job. He catch COVID. He just sucks. <laughs> so why you have to put it like that? Damn. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been the same since coming back from COVID. I'll acknowledge that. He probably still got COVID. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think COVID took some of his game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Out here being the next space jam. <laughs> I think that's the alien. I don't think COVID's real. It's like some aliens and space jams telling people, you know, Mojo. <laughs> that's a new one. That's the first time I've heard that one. Uh, but yeah, man. They. They got Isaiah Ford. Uh, we'll see if that'll be a pick pickup for them. They can really use anybody that they can get at this point. I mean, I was some, I was very surprised they didn't make a trade for a, you know a bigger name receiver. You know, somebody like a Adam Thielen or um, <coughs> Julio, Julio Jones. That was another name that was floated out there, but I think the asking price for Julio probably would have been too high for them. And like I said earlier, I think Bill Belichick is using this year is kind of like a soft reboot. He's wanting to rebuild. And regardless of who is under center next season, whether that be Cam or a rookie or somebody else, I really think this is orchestrated right now. I think that Bill Belichick is doing something that he hasn't had the chance to do in a long time. And I think that is choose is uh, his next heir apparent at that quarterback position i think cam kind of just fell into their laps like you kind of said earlier you know you, you fell down there and you're not not gonna take a chance on cam if you can get him right for the minimum anybody's gonna do that yeah so they had to do their due diligence on cam and they did but i was just surprised that they didn't find another receiver to to for him to throw to uh, bigger name receiver. There were some guys available, but they just didn't make it happen. I think Will Fuller was available. They probably could have gotten a guy like Robbie Anderson uh, from the the Panthers. He was one of the better receivers in the league. There's just there's a couple of guys they probably could have got, but didn't. So we'll we'll have to see what happens with that. It's just a very very quiet trade deadline. So. Not a lot of talk about in regards to you know this this season in comparison to previous trade deadlines. Um, before we close out today's show, we're gonna go ahead and go with picks for MVP. I mean, we're we're at the midway point of this season, so I think we're we got a pretty good sense of who's got the inside track on that that uh, race. So. Previous times in this show, I've said that my MVP frontrunner is Russell Wilson, and I'm standing by that right now. But I'd be remiss to, you know, not mention some of the guys who are starting to catch up to him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers with that performance um, on Thursday night was awesome. Um, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be in the MVP discussion. They just got some outstanding statistical numbers, but. Uh, the one guy that is not on my MVP list right now is Tom Brady. And <laughs> I don't know if that comes as a shocker because he's playing excellent. Like I said, he has 20 touchdowns and only four interceptions, but I haven't put him on my list yet. What about you? Who's your, who is going to be your MVP this season? Right now, it's I agree with you. It's Russell Wilson. 
He's playing lights out. Who's your runner-up? Runner-up? Um, I'm a. It's gonna be. Uh, I, it's hard because I, I, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and I want to say Kyle Murray. Okay. All right. Uh, no. No Tom Brady. No, nobody's ruined Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, you still salty. Oh man. Going for who that going for who that baby? Some things, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Go have fun, Florida. Yeah. So all right. You know what? We didn't we're not doing predictions this week. Uh, but I will ask you who's gonna win that game. Thanks, baby. Thanks. Drew Brees throwing four to five touchdowns. Oh, you think it's going to be a blowout? I don't think Drew's reached those numbers this year yet. So we'll see. But they, I think they are getting Michael Thomas back. Ah, I mean, he could throw, listen, he's throwing four to five touchdowns. All right. That's you all I'm saying. That defense. Okay. Get all back. right. You, you awesome. You awesome today. <laughs> it truly has been a long week. Because you're talking out the side of your neck. <laughs> all right, all right. So you got the Saints. Um, honestly, I'm taking the Saints too. But hey, Drew, Drew ain't gonna go out there and throw four or five touchdowns. Not against that defense. I think he. Uh, I think he throws two touchdowns, and the ground game gets it done after that. But we'll have to see. I mean, Tom Brady is capable of you know carrying the Bucks to a win, but. Um, that's the MVP. So I got Russell. Chris got Russell. So <laughs> Russell is going to probably win the MVP if we both pick him. Um, and to close out the show today, we'll go ahead and do our MVPB. Do you have MVPB for this week? I mean, we ain't done um, a show in two weeks. I always do. I always do. Mac, I always do. And uh, it's the same old sorry ass Patriots. Okay, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired. I'm so sick. I've never, I've never seen four games lost. Okay, <laughs> it not, it might not be in a row because we got COVID, but um, this shit sucks. Bro, you've been spoiled um, for the past. I don't know how many seasons you got treated to, to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, while us regular people are down here. Just hey, can I get a soup? Can I get one of those? And I mean, we got one, but damn, man, y'all went to nine Super Bowls. You won six of them, <sighs> and y'all do for a L, uh, a whole a season long L. So I, I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> listen, listen, I don't give a shit what you say, and everybody in the world say. Listen, if them. Them shitty ass giants didn't beat us with that cockeyed Eli Manning. <laughs> all right, should have won. And on top of that, I know we didn't ever play the Super Bowl, but we always had to face him in the AFC Championship and the really? division round. And goddamn big forehead Peyton. <laughs> all right, <laughs> he ruined our lives. And then we got to deal with the Philadelphia Eagles who cheated. I there was two touchdowns that should never count. I I didn't believe the Philly Philly was really. A real thing. They should. That was some bullshit. All right. I'm calling mm. on the air. Bullshit. So, uh, but the Patriots need to get their shit together. Listen, catch the ball. Don't fumble. Defense. All you gotta do is make tackles, baby. 
All right, you get paid a million dollars to make some hits. It don't got to be deadly hits. It's just contained. That's all we got to do. And we're playing the Jets. The Jets ain't got nobody in us. If we lose to these sorry-ass Jets, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Oh, man, really oh, don't. man. That's- man, oh, man. I don't, like I said, I don't feel bad because y'all had all these Super Bowl appearances and you got to put all these banners up and you got all these Lombardi trophies. So, no, just sit down and take the L. <laughs> You'll be okay in this season. They'll be right back in the hunt next season, bro. Oh, man, oh, man. So, that's Chris's MVPB, the whole New England Patriot organization. Apparently, all of it. <laughs> All of it, from the owners to the coaches to the players, the medical staff, water boys, <laughs> the water equipment, the ticket sales, <laughs> the whole goddamn thing. Fuck. Man, we had to throw the water boys in there. Oh, man. You got to show them some love, man. I mean, uh, all right. That's his MVPB. Mine for this week, probably. Man, I, I struggle with this because. There's just so many to choose from. And I know we referred to the election earlier, but I'm going to have to go back to that. My MVPB for today's show is, and I have to definitely be Donald Trump because how do you file lawsuits against people for voting against you? How do you do that? I don't know if you saw that, but he filed lawsuits against people voting against him. He filed, you know, for a recount, which I'm sure that'll happen. Because it, it it is the right way to conduct things. If you're you have a legal right to request a uh, a recount of votes, if I'm not mistaken, so that will probably happen. But dude, you lost. You know you lost. Just accept your defeat. And I know a lot of Americans don't really care who wins the presidency because it really sounds like a lesser to evil situation. Like you said earlier, we got a racist president, a person, uh, a potential president who's going to raise taxes. But you just got to know when you when you lost. You got to know when the race is over. And I think that Trump has done a masterclass job in and and proving that he doesn't know when that time is. Bro, you lost. Just take the L. Just take the L and take a seat. Get out of the office and let somebody else do the job. So that's my MVPB for this week, Mr. Donald Trump. I will not address him as President Donald Trump because the next time that we record, he probably won't carry that title anymore. But that is (laughs) my MVPB, and that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, whatever streaming service you're using. Uh, It's good to be back. I know we didn't have, we didn't record last week. It's just, like I said, there's been so much going on. Life, man. I mean, there's just, there's been a lot going on. It felt good to be able to record again. I don't know about you. And hopefully John can join us for our next episode. But uh, again, Thanks for tuning in, and you guys have a good night.